Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening in today. This is Mark. And Adina. Mark and Adina Delaney, uh, the hosts of the Purpose Mastermind podcast. We want to have a conversation together that's that's uh, vulnerable and honest about our lives. Mm-hmm. Everything on this podcast is the goal is to help people live on purpose. Mm-hmm. Man, it feels good to live life on purpose. I hate the feeling that of being trapped in one's life. I hate the feeling of not knowing what to do with my life. I hate the feeling of feeling like my life is supposed to be something different than what it is. Mm. I love to wake up and be confident and bold in who I am, go live bold and then sleep well. Yes. Like live bold, sleep well. <laughs> like that's all there is to that's it. That's a good model for live life. Live bold, sleep well, eat well. <laughs> like that's a pretty good equation for life. But let's face it, you have to to live bold. You, you got to know who you are. You got to have a a simple, profound, clear sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. So this podcast is all about living on purpose, and relationships are a powerful component to living on purpose. Absolutely. What we humans do with each other. We can oh. help each other live on purpose. Oh, or we could kill each other. We can absolutely ruin each other. Mm. So we want to talk about, uh, maybe we'll just talk about how, how I, f- I feel like you could have destroyed me as yes. a man. And I've, I, I've thought that so many different times. Yeah, the things that I absolutely needed in life. When I was young and we got married, I needed to feel safe and protected I was an organized person, so I wanted things neat. I didn't like messes. I wanted things to be planned. I didn't want ebb and flow because I didn't know how to manage all the ebb and flow. I felt much safer with a whole, just a very organized life. You wanted a life that was pretty buttoned up. Yep. Neat bow, packaged, looks great. Was it because if life is perfect, you are safe? Um... I kind of guess it was all about if I can plan it and organize it, it gets, there's more control with that. And with that control, I felt safe. Mm -hmm. You know, everything you said that you wanted, I wasn't. I know. How did I not destroy you? Yeah, I don't know. Because as a young man, I just lived. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say I was living intentionally. I would say I was living instinctually. Yeah. My instincts were to go for it. Right. My instincts were to live bold. Mm-hmm. Put myself out there. Yes. Uh, have some risk. Yes, risk. <laughs> yeah. And so things like organization and mm. planning, like that wasn't how my brain thought. No. So I think back to our life. I remember our first couple of years of marriage, maybe first number of years of marriage, I used to wonder, when is she going to get sick of who I am? Because every day I looked at your life, and here you are, this buttoned up, in my eyes, nearly flawless human. When I saw you, that's what I saw. Like, she's organized. She takes such good care of her body. She's in good shape. She's disciplined. She's structured. And I am none of those things. And I used to, in the back of my head, wonder... When is she going to look at me and say, you disgust me? Mm. Because I was 
horrible organization. I'm still not highly organized. My, my big struggle in life had to do with food and weight. And so here I am, a man who, because of struggles in me, I'm overeating all the time. And I'm sitting there across the table from someone who seems to be always disciplined in this area. And I, I just wondered, when is she going to say, I can't take you anymore? Although you never communicated that, I always wondered this yeah. in my head. Yeah, I didn't know that you wondered that at that time. I really didn't. But there were times like after a while, I don't know how many years of marriage, lots of years of marriage, there were times that I literally hated I hated seeing weakness at a deeper level. I just didn't like it. I really didn't like it in myself. And that's where I always saw it first. I did a lot of negative self-talk. But then when it comes to your most important relationships and there's you with me, then if your life was messy, it's it scared me to a whole new level of I can't control this. Mm. And I didn't know what to do with it. I mean... for for a person like me, if you can't control something and it's weak, it's your worst nightmare. You know, it's, it's sobering to look back at this. So it sounds like to me, back in those days, you were still kind of more, you were still busy kind of beating yourself up for how you weren't perfect. Yes. What you could have done instead. Hmm is put all the focus on me and how jacked up I was. Yeah, if I would have reversed the focus on you instead of me, I I that's the part like like I didn't do myself a good service by beating myself up. That was that was cruel. It was not right. It was unhealthy. If I had switched that and given you all of that ferocious need for perfection and quality or whatever. It's like my definitions, by the way, all, all my definitions, not yours. I, 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 I really, I would have destroyed you into something where you wouldn't have been able to stay around. Yeah. Cause as a young man, I had instincts and some of them were quite good. Mm-hmm. Oh, like absolutely. I, I, I had gifts in me. Yeah. I didn't know I had yet. You certainly could have destroyed me because I was kind of waiting for it. I was waiting for you to say, you're a mess. I was kind of waiting for that. You never did that. And in, in, in human eyesight, you could have done that and it would appear to be justified. Because neat looks better to neat, most people. Like, yes. So neat must be right. What's the better way of living? Someone has all their, all their stuff organized or someone who's disorganized? Mm-hmm. What's the better human? Someone who's disciplined with food or a person who's undisciplined with food? So you would totally appear to be in the right mm-hmm. by saying, I can't take you anymore. I can't deal with this anymore. You're so unorganized. You eat so much. You're I can't deal with this. And you could have gone... And and by the way, had you treated me like that, I probably would have been like, well, yeah, you're right. Mm. And what, what, I, what I would have stopped doing at that point as a human is just try to, I could just start to try to fix myself, which that's a horrible way of living life. You can't do that. The yeah. human who wakes up to fix themselves for someone else is in a mm. very dark place. You yes. can't do that. If your spouse is trying to fix themselves for you. You don't have a spouse anymore. Yeah. You don't have a, that's not what marriage is. Yeah. 
if I'm, if I was waking up to try to fix myself for you, I couldn't have done it. And so we would just go into this merry-go-round of me being, me having shortcomings and you judging me for them Mm -hmm. and me having shortcomings and you judging me for them. And we would have not had love. No. We would have not had connection. Mm -mm. Absolutely not. And, and what you would have done is you would have helped me never discover the gifts in me. Yeah. You know, that's the thing about asking somebody to be your version of perfect, your version of what you need them to be so you can be happy or content or feel safe or whatever it is that fulfills you. It's like when when you ask someone else to be your definition of what you want them to be, you trap them. You put them in a prison that they can't they they can't function because uh, they will never be what your definition is of them. You even do it with kids. You can't force them to become something. Your definition of what you want your kids to become. If you do that, you will you will create a person that doesn't really exist. And when you allow them to show their personality and help them to learn, you know, balancing their strengths and their weaknesses in all different situations of life, that's when you really get to see the best version of your child. And so it wasn't until for you and I, when I began to really see, um, I, I always knew that this this part of you, like the best part of you has always been just mesmerizing to me um, before we were, in, we were even dating. I was just mesmerized at Mark Delaney. You just had, you had things I couldn't even begin to be. And so I always really valued that. And when we were young and married, I still valued it. But then I got to see the ditches of that and the hard parts of that, that fought against what I needed. And, and that's an incredible statement you just made that you get married and you realize that what's mesmerizing in this other human has negative qualities about it that goes against what you need and want. Mm -hmm. It's so chilling to look back and think about all of this because you could have destroyed me. Yeah. If you went to people, if you went to a counselor, if you went to different types of leaders and said, my husband is out of control. He's, he's, you could say addicted to food. He's a slob. You could call me whatever you wanted and it would all appear to be right. It would appear to be justifiable problems to point the finger at me Mm -hmm. and have other people say, Mark, you, you need to straighten up. You need to pick up your socks and eat less. They would say, yeah, that makes sense. That seems right. So now then I can become a human that is just that looks around and thinks, well, everyone thinks I'm a loser and I need to fix myself. Look, I already thought that about me. I already thought that I needed to be different. If I thought everyone in my life looked at me that way, I'd had no chance. People don't have a chance when you look at the ditches of their gift and define them for their ditch. Oh. People need you to look at them and define them by their gift and then walk with them through the things that are their ditch. Be their oh. friend and support them. That sentence you just said, it, it, it melts me 
because I feel and have lived the relevance and importance of that. Myself as a man, I could I could be anything right now but a good man. And I could have been the reason for that. You could have, and it wouldn't have been your fault. And and, and, yeah, and you're saying it wouldn't have been my fault. But the thing is, is I could have so destroyed you because in a marriage relationship, we open ourselves up to the most, the deepest part of our lives are connected to this person. We see them in a daily life. And I literally could have destroyed you and people wouldn't have even thought that I did anything wrong. Oh my goodness. I mean like. Because you would look like you are right and I am wrong. Yeah. You're organized. You're disciplined with food. He is disorganized and not disciplined with food. So he is wrong. You are right. But think about this. The person that you were when we got married, there was something about you. That I, I, I couldn't put my finger on it. But you've articulated this and now I see it. You couldn't be wrong. Mm-mm, I could not. You needed life to be this exact straight line. Yes, yes, yes. Clean, straight, neat, target, go. So you look at those two humans. Here's a human who eats too much and is sloppy. People think, oh, that person has a problem. Someone can look at you and you have this day planner where you have your whole life scheduled out. You have all your stuff organized. You're very disciplined when it comes to food. People can look at you and think, well, she doesn't have a problem. Mm-hmm. But here's what I would say. A human being that can't handle being wrong, that yes. may be one of the most devastating problems a human can have. Yes, yes, and yes. And but especially people don't see that externally. When, when the you person have... who thinks that way is sometimes living a life that appears so perfect, it's because they're deathly afraid of anything not being perfect. Mm -hmm. But the person who thinks that way will never be able to have a living, powerful relationship with a spouse or with their kids. That's not what life is. Yeah, because trying to do things with excellence, that isn't what was killing me. It was the, the fear that was driving me of, I don't have value unless I'm amazing. That was killing me. And that's the silent killer. And so nobody would say, oh, my fear of not having value because I can't deal with your ebb and flow, your, your, you know, creativity that looks different than mine. I mean, like, I usually say if there's a box, you don't want to be in it kind of thing. So like, I, I literally uh, just not being able to handle that the the motive of my heart of why I needed things to be the straight line, simple target go that behind the scenes motivator is what was going to kill me and could have killed you. Yeah. So the point of this episode is not to talk about how Dina could have killed me. <laughs> um, although that is just what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in reality, marriage is a powerful relationship that can that can really change our life for the good mm-hmm. or for all, for for the most destructive, painful things. It, it goes either way. Yeah. I think that's why scripture talks about the relationship between a husband and a wife is similar to Christ and the church. Mm-hmm. Like there's something powerful that happens here. Marriage 
is marriage teaches us the rhythm of redemption. Yes. It is not the pathway of perfection. No. Perfection is a is is not a human goal. Perfection is not a human thing. Even if it, even if we could somehow arrive at it, we would realize that getting it wasn't worth anything. Yeah. Perfection is not worth getting to. If you're raising a child and if you can somehow get them to perfection, you would realize you've gotten them nowhere except for maybe trying to keep their life perfect, which may be one of the one of the worst mindsets to have towards life is I must have it perfect. Because what life need, isn't perfect. What we need is powerful living, not perfect living. Great way to say it. Love and that. redemption and grace allows mm-hmm. us to experience powerful relationship and powerful living. And marriage is a tool where we learn this. Yes. So if we take this, we could have destroyed each other. And we didn't even talk about, you know, reversing it. You know, we talk about how I could have destroyed you. We didn't talk about the reverse because there's only and so much time happened. to yep. dive in. But we, we, we have talked about that ourselves, how we both could have been the destroyer of the other person. So what is it that we do focus on so that we don't destroy you? Like I don't destroy you and you don't destroy me. Mm. It's, it's, you got to celebrate the strength that someone has. Celebrate. You celebrate the strength, but then there's always going to be a ditch and there needs to be grace within that because everybody has a ditch. There's always a mess. If there's yep. a human being in the room, there's a mess. If there's a situation, there's a mess. If there's a relationship, there's a mess. So there needs to be grace for it. And when you're committed to each other and you want to bring out the best version of each other, you do it by celebrating the gift within them and you help them to chase that and you champion that. And then when there's the ditch, you have grace for it and you work through it. Both situations, celebrating the gift and having grace for the ditch, both of those are done with great love. Mm. Love that is sacrificial, love that is honest, love that is like, okay, I actually don't know what to do with this mess right now, but I know that we can we can do something and we can make this better, um, but right now I don't know what we need to do, but I just want to let you know that I love you and and I know that we can do this together. If I could break down in simple terms, I think how you could have destroyed me is simply you not being okay with something being wrong. Yeah. And you, like you can't be wrong. Yes. I would say the way I could have destroyed you is by me not being willing to admit what's wrong with me. Yeah. Me, so me hiding my problems instead of being honest about it. Me not being honest about my problem is how I could have destroyed you. Yeah. Because probably one of the best moments in our life is not when I did something amazing for you, like buy you something, which we don't do very often. (laughs) Maybe, and you can speak to this, maybe the most important uh, moment in our life is when I was just honest with you about who I really was and my struggle. It it was... I was waiting for it for, I don't know how long we'd been married at that point, but over 20 years, I've been waiting for it and waiting for it and waiting for you to be honest about what you were struggling with. And I remember, I remember the emotion I felt inside. It was like, all right, game on. We can do this together. I'm so excited. We can actually, like now we get to go there. 
We get to go there and not hide this thing that we pretend doesn't exist. And I was elated. And it changed us. It changed our marriage. It helped us to learn the power of vulnerability. And um, it's it's good to be able to, it, it, it's very important to understand how to face what you're weak at. My friends, if we can give you an assignment, if you're married, why don't you in the next three days do something to celebrate each other? Yeah. Maybe your life isn't perfect. I'm sure it's not. Your marriage isn't perfect. Go do something just to celebrate who you are together. Just go to your spouse and say, tomorrow night, I don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to celebrate us. Mm-hmm. If you want, take the whole family mm-hmm. or just you and your spouse, but go celebrate. Yes. My friend, we just finished a conversation with a couple that's been married for a long time. and But about 10 years ago, they became people that were not good for each other anymore. Something happened and it changed how they saw each other. But they're two great people. They just stopped being great together. Both of them are great people. They just stopped being great together. My friend, if you're listening to this, you're probably a pretty intentional person. And you're probably doing much better than you think you are as a person. But if you and your spouse have gotten to a place where you're no longer great together, I want you to reach out to us. Mm -hmm. Don't wait until you've gotten to a darker place. If you're not great together, I want you to to text me right now, 918-401-9608. And just, just tell me that you want to talk about your marriage. I'll get the message. It's not going to some team member. It's coming to me. It's coming to Adina. And we can have a conversation with you and your spouse. So if that's you, you're no longer great together. Just text me 918-401-9608. And just say you want to have a talk about your marriage. My friend, I say this every time. I'll tell it to you again. Your life has a purpose. You can know your purpose and you can overcome anything that holds you back from living it out boldly. Now go take on the day.